All right, episode 34, Social Witnessing. And a big happy birthday to Eve. Happy birthday, Eve. Thank you. How was it? Everything I could have ever dreamed about. Was it super extra special because I baked you a cake? You didn't bake a cake. I did. No, you didn't. It was like cupcakes. Yeah, you baked cupcakes that... What did, What was the reception our son gave it to you when he tried it this morning? <laughs> It's disgusting. <laughs> so that's how that went. That sums up 2020 in a nutshell. Disgusting, disgusting ki- cupcake instead of birthday cake. That's a perfect analogy for 2020. I, but my, I, I appreciated the effort. In my defense, I just keep trying. Yeah. I think I had one year that was semi-successful in the vegan, gluten-free, soy-free, nut-free area. That's pretty hard. That's pretty hard to make that taste good. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, your sister <laughs> is a pretty... <laughs> much better. Much better much baker. Better. I wasn't going to use the words much better, but now that you have, I will use full allowance of them. A much ba- better baker. So shout out Myla. It was delicious. Yeah, Myla um, dropped off brownies outside. And so you've got to have delicious vegan brownies. In my defense, hers were chocolate. Were they vegan? I just realized we didn't ask. Yeah. Okay, good. Vegan made with chickpeas, actually. They're really good. Otherwise, this was going to be a rough birthday. <laughs> it's about to t- take a turn. Turn for the worst. Uh, yeah. But other big news today, apart from the depressing act of having a birthday in quarantine, um, our feature came out on Vancouver is awesome. Oh, yeah, it did. That's right. That was today, really. Yeah, that's today. Fast the day goes by. Yeah, so uh, we're famous now. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so our pictures are up. uh, And the little interview we did um, is up on Vancouver is Awesome. Links in our Instagram, which is Social Witnessing Podcast and Social Witnessing on Facebook. Just a little interview. We talked about the process, um, how it came about. Uh, We give a shout out. To Bobby Lee and Kalila. It was funny that they actually printed it. I didn't know when yeah. we were answering the questions that they would include that. And so I sent it to Bobby Lee and Kalila. Oh, did you? Yeah, hoping that they'd see it. But on Instagram, nobody ever sees those other messages because they go in the other folder. So even yeah. like trying to get guests, it's so hard because you don't get an alert for anybody that you're not following or you're not connected to. So what's Gary Vee just go through that part every day? People, yeah, people who are who actually want to see that stuff, I guess they check pretty regularly. But even me and other stuff that I've done, every once in a while, I'll open up at the end and be like, whoa, what's this? And it's like a message from like a month earlier. Oh. It's not a very good system. I don't know. Well, I do know why they switched it, just so the celebrities weren't getting inundated with stuff that and losing all the stuff they actually want. But there should be a way to at least turn on some something. Yeah, or like choose who's in there well nobody would choose random accounts that's the whole point yeah okay fine be able to turn it off if you wanted it just in one so you didn't forget yeah so you could get alerts which i don't think you can i've looked anyways hopey hopefully bobby bobby lee and kalila see it one day Mm -hmm. just uh in gratitude for them for inspiring us to begin with this
So that was the day. You can go to Vancouver, it's awesome, and scroll all the way to the bottom. Uh, it's somewhere on there. And for the first time ever, I don't know, like people that know us know this, but we've never um, posted pictures of our son. So if you actually want to see what he looks like and know that he's, he's a real person, uh, that was his first time, his choice. He wanted to be in the photos, so we let him be in the photos. But prior to this, we'd never posted anything of, I think, one baby picture when he's first born we posted online. I took it down right away. I think yours is still up somewhere. No, but nothing with his face, ever. It was like kind of like the side of his face, maybe. Or like when he's lying on me. Or like, yeah. Yeah, no. When he still had all the puffy lips and everything. Um, but yeah, so we've never really posted anything about him on, like we don't really post about him online too much. And when we do, it's usually like the back of his head or a silhouette. Just to prove that, you know, we do actually have a kid. Just like, I do actually have a husband. I don't know. I never post anything about you on Instagram or Facebook. I did at one time and just, I don't know. I post mostly about my dog. Like random hiking things and things like that. Um, but yeah, so Parker's in it. He was really happy to be in it. So so that was stressful, actually. A little bit stressful for us to come to terms with that. That it's his choice now and he gets to decide some things about how his image is used and yeah yeah so that's our update mm -hmm. in bigger news or in differently big news uh phase two began began today mm -hmm. businesses are allowed to open if they've submitted all their plans of how they're going to do it uh people were we drove to my parents house who are also have been doing strict isolation so we're those family units they spoke about to keep your family unit small um so we went there for the birthday dinner um didn't hug gave <laughs> elbow gave elbow it's high funny. fives and virtual hugs well, that's nice it's nice just to have somewhere to go and like hang out with people that aren't us right oh, like not right. that i don't like hanging out with you but it's just nice to <laughs> see other adults and talk to them yeah, the point being when we were driving, it was just, like, so busy out. Yeah. And, like, stores and stuff, people lining up everywhere, and uh, the beaches and parks are all super full. So, we'll see how that turns out. We'll give it We'll give it a nice month and see um, whether we, where, how it went. Yeah. Hopefully it goes well. I hope it goes well. Like, I wouldn't mind. Although, now that, now that he, uh, uh, Michael, oh. Oh, Michael, what's his last name? Yeah, yeah, the guy that we talk about all the time. Michael O. Michael. Osterholm? Yeah. Michael Osterholm said that that's the thing that scares him most in life right now is if we get like a total, if, if, if Corona goes into total silence, dark mode right now, because he said that would convince him or make him think that it's kind of like a flu thing and that the next wave is going to be much deadlier, which if we have another another wave, it for sure will because everybody's back out. So it's tough. I want it to go away, but if it means the sec next one's going to be worse, then maybe that would not be good. But I'd also just like to, like, I know we're moving, we're moving out, we're moving out. There'll be less people will be able to get out more, but it would be nice to move somewhere and be able to explore our neighborhood a bit and like, I don't know, start building a life out there and see what it's like. 
Like, I'm just afraid we'll go out there for a year and be like, well, it was nice living inside for a year and, like, know nothing, still know nothing about the neighborhood or, like, That's if fine. we'd That's, actually... That was kind of the plan, was we wanted to move somewhere where we could, for the most part, stay inside. Like, it's easier to get in and out, so we'll be able to more go more on walks and go to trails and stuff, but, like, the idea was to get somewhere where we can... Yeah, but still, also, like, <clears throat> when we think about long-term where we want to live, it'd still be nice to be getting, like gathering some intel on what it's like to live outside of Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so phase two <coughs> began. Um, a bunch of different stories about it, including that one barber shop in Richmond had a line that was 15 deep by 9 a.m. <laughs> so people are, jo- I mean, I can't, like, that seems crazy to me. I, like, but that's the first place you go and that there are that many people who are just like, oh my God, finally I can get my hair cut. Just like straight to it. Yeah, there's people that really care about grooming, you need. Yeah. They're like, there are, I worked with someone and he was just like pristine. And I remember like when COVID started, he didn't even want to have his camera on. And I was like, whoa, your hair is long. And he had a beard. He's like, I know. I'm just like, my girlfriend's giving me a hard time. There's people that really care about that. It's important. Yeah. It's definitely not somewhere I'm rushing to to line up to go to the barber. I would, if that dog groomer opens, I just hope they open. Like, I'm just going to shove her through the door. They know us. I don't tell them anything. I'll just put her through the door. I've got cash here. Just drop a little envelope off. Won't go in at all. Just be like, bye, Babs. Just shave her. We'll get them to do it and trim her nails one time because I just don't want to do it. And I I can't do her nails it's too tough too hard i can give her a haircut but yeah give her her one last west end haircut then the rest will be done by me (laughs) in other news um more some good news to come out of this not that lining up at a barber shop's not good news but uh more than 250,000 eligible frontline workers will receive temporary pandemic pay a lump sum of about four dollars per hour for a 16-week period Eligible workers will receive the payment directly through their employer and do not need to apply. It's from uh, everybody from carry to domestic violence workers, people working in corrections, and others delivering essential addiction and mental health supports. What about grocery stores? Um, Did not see it on the list, but maybe I didn't see the full exhaustive list. I just read an article about it. That's awesome. So $250,000 people getting $4 per hour for 16 weeks. Four months, four dollars an hour. That's going to be a significant pay for some people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially people who I assume are criminally underpaid, as is like domestic violence workers, addiction. Yeah. People. So that's some good news. That's interesting. I'd like to see that list and see who's included on it. See if it actually like yes, all those people should benefit. But there's like the essential like everyday workers. Like today, I was looking at the, all the people catching the bus and I was thinking, crap, like if you had to catch the bus right now to work and go work, mm-hmm. that's tough. I guess yeah. that's what Talia was talking about, like trying to get her people not to catch the bus because then you're coming into work after being on the bus as well. Yeah, we j- we drove by Tim Hortons and saw some people coming out and I was just like, man, their, their clientele is not, I mean, there's some parts of the city where like the Tim Hortons is kind of where you can go to get affordable meals if you, you can't afford anything else. Yeah. Um, or just coffee for that matter. Yeah, it's but, just a place to sit. 
place to sit. And so I was just thinking, man, it would be tough to have to work if like your your livelihood depended on going and, and serving in there right now. Yeah. Um, I, would, I would give fill me full of anxiety nonstop every day. Yeah, what are you doing if you're if you're suffering from bad like bad anxiety and you're in that situation, I wonder. I wonder what your options are. People find a way. I mean, yeah, there's People no options. You just deal yeah. with your anxiety and go to work because you need to pay your rent. Yeah, that or you maybe telemarketing or something. I don't know, even then, who knows? I don't know. Yeah. And um, I found this interesting. I really, I'm kind of in agreement. I just don't really get it. So Vancouver woman has launched a petition calling for the province to keep schools closed, closed until September that uh, I just checked and had like closing in on 10,000 signatures. I think it just went up like today or yesterday or something. Um, and I was watching the like, as I was reading it, there's a counter at the top for how many people have signed it. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, like it's just scrolling nonstop, like every three seconds, new signature, new signature. So it's, I guess, starting to gain some steam. I wonder if the PACs or set, the like parent um, association people are sending it around too. So the plan right now is to open on June 1st and for kindergarten to grade five children are allowed, it's not mandatory, but they're allowed to attend on alternating days twice a week. And the crazy part of this is that teachers are instructed not to wear face masks because it will frighten the children. They're also not getting paid any extra. And they essentially just have to come to work. Like, I don't think you can just say I'm not coming in because if they're school, they're school. Really? And so the lady who started this petition wrote that this decision is less a voluntary one and more of a forced risk. And she said for only four weeks... And it's an additional necessary risk and stressor for everyone involved. Never mind an unnecessary cost in keeping schools operating and sanitized. The shortest route to our second wave is to send our children back to school at the risk of our children, our teachers, and everyone they come in contact with. It's not an acceptable risk, particularly at a time when the long-term medical impacts of COVID-19 are still under investigation. Okay. Our school, our son goes to a school where there is lead in the water and you have to read a sign as a kindergarten or whatever age you are that says run the water for X amount of time before drinking it. Do you think they're going to be sanitizing things? Mm -hmm. They didn't even fix the water. Like literally he went all the way through kindergarten before we found out that he shouldn't be drinking the fountain water. And so then we had to start sending him with two water bottles. This is like in a nice part of Vancouver. (laughs) Yeah, like. <laughs> I don't buy it. They have one, <clears throat> one, cl- like maintenance person. Yeah, and they're doing What's it for do? K- for K to grade five. Well, they're doing it because so parents can go to work. But like, you're getting an extra month of it. So what is the point? Yeah. And then they're saying, oh, you know, we'll, we'll be more sanitized or whatever. But the teachers can't wear masks. And yeah, like, so the teachers could infect the kids. Yeah. And then if, it's like they're using us to build herd immunity. They'll just yeah. get the kids to give it to all their parents. We'll see who dies and who doesn't and who comes back next year. But then a yeah. huge part of the population will get it because all the kids will infect their parents who will infect all their coworkers, mm-hmm. And they'll spread nice and quick. Get it over with. Hey, kids are actually a pretty good way to <laughs> spread it. Yeah. So it's pretty crazy. And I don't really see the benefit. Like, of course, people who are in a desperate situation that have to go to work, have no childcare, I guess it makes sense. But for one that isn't, especially in Vancouver, that isn't, 
I wouldn't expect that to be like an extreme part of the population, like that high. I'm sure there are lots of people who really do need that, but it makes more sense to support those people with like, you know, um, essentially money Mm -hmm. so that they can maybe hire their own. Like we know people who have hired their own um, childcare providers, like people from closed daycares and stuff to come and personally work for them at their homes um, or something like that, or pay them enough so that the parents don't have to go back to work. I mean, I don't, I don't really see the point of doing it for a month. And uh, the lady who started the petition was saying, like, K to grade five is the worst age to send because, like, they're the ones who are least aware of mm-hmm. uh, keeping sanitized and noticing when they, and somebody has symptoms of anything and, like, any of that stuff and being able to social distance, like... Well, and they put, like, sometimes, like, Parker's almost seven or is seven almost seven parker's almost seven and sometimes he walks around with his hand in his mouth yeah it's just I'm like why 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 do you need your hand in your mouth yeah he's just thinking just like walking around with his hand in his mouth I'm like but yeah like what what did you touch before yeah. you put your hand in your mouth so it, yeah it seems like the dumbest thing ever and um yeah so get out there i think it's on change change.org maybe is the website go find it and sign it because they're trying to kill us. I think, like, I know there's schools in West Van that are open for essential workers. And I think, it like, it should be that. Like, if you are an essential worker and you have to go to school, yeah, obviously, get get it open. But then also, what about the teachers that, I don't know, like, maybe, I guess, maybe, I hope they're protected if they have any, like, autoimmune issues or things like that. But still, to not be allowed to wear a mask, like, you should wear a mask and all the kids should be wearing masks. Like, mm-hmm. if you you know need a place for your kid to be cared for, then let's do the full care. Everyone protect yeah. themselves. Well, you should have at least have a choice. Like, you're telling teachers to, hey, just take a risk. You'll probably be fine, but based on what? like. And what percentage of the population hasn't exposed their kid to masks before? Like, what's this not scaring kids or what? Like, yeah. I don't understand. Yeah, so what's our priority? Not scaring kids or keeping our society safe? Yeah. But maybe that's the point. They're like, well, if we get everybody sick... I don't think that, I don't think it's like a conspiracy theory. You don't think it's like, first we'll send the children. It's just like, hey, we need to get our economy back and this is a risk we're willing to take. That's... I feel like that's the thinking. It's not like, hey, let's spike their water so everybody gets sick. So that would be a There's faster way to There's freaking lead in the water. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, so that's the thing. I just don't buy it. We're in a clean. Yeah. What? Oh, clean? Yeah. I'm not saying that they don't. I'm not saying that they don't try. I've just, have you been in those places? Like, they're packed. Packed. I guess if, yeah, if you're only allowed to go every other day, maybe there'd be less kids, but. (sighs) Yeah. Feel riled up riled up okay joys of recording at home just have to take a little break sometime for some snack attacks by a six-year-old not by us (laughs) she's like this podcast is dragging let's go get snacks look at i need fuel i'm fading oh my goodness i've ate so i've eaten so much today i don't even know why i've been so hungry it's like out of control um but yeah, I just wanted to talk a little bit about intention. I've just really, it, we talk about this a lot, putting it out there into the world, what you want, really visualizing what you want 
And for me, I think a lot of times I, I really struggle with saying what I want. Like I'm really good at knowing, but once it comes to trying to explain it to other people or ask other people for it, I find it really hard. But I feel like in these last few weeks, like trying to stay positive, you know, living with a bit of intention, having a couple goals and just keep putting that message out there into the world. I feel like it's starting, I'm starting to notice some movement and like things are changing and I'm feeling a little bit more hopeful and positive about the world and I'm feeling a definite shift in life. So yeah, I know we had an episode about, you know, being positive, cutting out the drinking, trying to, you know, just do some really positive, healthy things for us. And then on to that as well. Oh, we didn't get on to the meditating that I haven't been able to stick with and I haven't probably won't until after we move. But yeah, just trying to live with a bit of intention and just know what I want and keep putting it out there and keep asking for it or keep demanding it in some situations. And yeah, I'm starting to feel that there's a shift and maybe, not maybe, I feel like good things are headed this way. Like that's not to say there won't be bumps in the road, but at least I just have some goals in mind and I think we're headed that way. So what's your advice to people who don't feel like they're heading that way or still stuck in the mud? I think you just have to visualize what you want or write it down. Like, you know, those like vision boards or like writing out your goals and all these things. I don't know. I've had varying opinions about how I feel about all those things, but the gold ones, I really do think it works. I think it works to sit down and write out what your goals are for each of the years or each of the stages of your life, because living without kind of an end in sight, it can get, especially this, when we're like inside, we don't know what's going to happen. It gets a little bit daunting and you feel down. And I was in school for a very long time, went to school at night to finish my degree and to finish my designation. And I always had that as an end goal. Like even when it got tough, I knew I just had to finish, but it was like the longest road. Now that I don't have like that really long stretch, I'm really enjoying the like shorter term goals. Like this is what I want to do for a year. And then on to the next thing. This is my six month goal, goal on to the next thing. And right now I have like a kind of like a one you know, we'll say two to three month goal right now of some things that I want to see change or happen in my life. And if they don't, I got to start making some leading up to it, knowing I want those, that those things to happen in two to three months. Now I can start planning. So I think it's just really important to be visualizing your goals and a timeline of when you want to have them to happen, not just have them be arbitrary. Like one day I want to do this. Well, when, how, how are you going to get there? Try to plan out some steps. I'm a believer. I think it really works. And if you can't do it for yourself, find some positive people in your life who can help you do it and keep you on track. Get you a hype man. Yeah. And that might not be a friend. Like there's things like uh, Toastmasters and all those sorts of things or other um, like professional groups or like-minded groups where you could go and, you know, find a friend that's like-minded and can help you push, propel you along. And even if it's someone you don't know, like if you find the right person online, like a Gary Vee or like all the, all the people that people listen to, mm-hmm. um, some of them seem like cheesy snake, snake oil salesmen. But if you kind of weed through it, you can find like I have a friend who really loves Tony Robbins and I kind of think Tony's a well, whatever. I'm, I'm not the biggest fan, though. I have enjoyed some of his stuff in the mm-hmm. past, but for him, it really helps him. And so. Whoever does it for you, just put that, if you don't have someone in your own life to put that voice in your head, then uh, just get someone like that and just watch their content and um, stay inspired. 
but really at the end of the day, this is what I've had to learn after years of reading self-help books and watching videos and all that, is you really have to be your own internal hype man or woman. Um, and my, I couldn't build that for myself until I really started meditating a lot. Um, and that's when meditation created that space in my brain so that there could be a voice on top of the voice that's just talking nonsense and bringing you down all day and, and worrying mm. and yeah just not being a good friend um yeah meditation let me kind of find some space between that and so i had room to put in the other voice the, the hype man who would uh, when you're feeling down just be like this is you're, you're just going down the hole this is pointless or ridiculous uh this is this too shall pass and Everything will be okay eventually. You just got to uh, make it through today and then make it through tomorrow. Yeah. So my phase two is just living with intention, having some goals, and taking this next, you know, this next few months and phase of my life to just decide if I'm actually on a path that I want. And if not, got to just make some changes. Yeah. Forget phase two um for your province and uh, <laughs> I'm not doing the provincial phase two <laughs> internal to, phase two yeah, yeah. Build, build your own phase two that's going to work everything leading up to your life to right this moment was phase one and now you get to choose not the province not the country not anybody else you get to choose your own phase two so make sure it's one that you want to follow and that will lead to a phase three that you're happy about how many phases are there going to be four uh-huh. So it's phase four, living the dream. Yeah. Okay. Phase four is when you made it. <laughs> phase four, here I come. So good luck, everyone, as you begin phase two. On to the next one we go. Okay. Night. <laughs>